Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. My name is Lizzie Wolf. I'm the rector here at St. George's. And as Rich has already said, today is our annual Vision Sunday. When we think about our vision as a church to preach Jesus, make disciples, serve the city, and send out leaders. Now, many of you know that St. George's is now part of a fantastic team of three churches, St. George's, Holy Trinity Borlane, and St. Augustine's Rangthorne. Each of those churches is very different. I actually think that's one of the strengths of the team. We work together and support each other, but each church has a different context And that means that each church has its own vision. So today, much as we love our wider team, we're just talking about St. George's Church. Our vision as a church, what we believe God is calling us to do, is to preach Jesus, make disciples, serve the city, and send out leaders. Now, as always on Vision Sunday, I want to say thank you Thank you to all of you for being part of St. George's, part of our community, our story, and our vision. I don't know what you made of Prince Harry's book, but in the kingdom of God, nobody is a spare. Each one of you is significant, and we're so thankful for your presence here and your contribution. It's a joy to follow God together. So today, we are going to look at 1 Corinthians 15 and see what God might be saying to us about each aspect of our vision. Some key verses are going to come up on the screens behind me, but you might want to have that open in front of you uh, as we go through. So 1 Corinthians 15. First, preach Jesus. The church in Corinth was planted when Paul visited the city, preaching and testifying about Jesus. Acts chapter 18 tells us that many Corinthians believed and were baptized. And then in verse 9, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. He said, do not be afraid, keep on speaking, do not be silent, for I am with you. So it says Paul stayed in Corinth for about 18 months teaching the word of God. Now our Bible passage in 1 Corinthians 15 is taken from a letter that Paul wrote to the Corinthian church a few years later. In it, he reminds the Corinthians of those early days. He reminds them of the gospel that he preached, the gospel that unites them, the gospel that has the power to save. Just like the Corinthians, we here at St. George's are united by the gospel, by the good news about Jesus. This is the gospel we have received and on which we take our stand. Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried, and on the third day, he was wonderfully, gloriously raised again. We are a very diverse community. That is a good thing, something to celebrate. 
We are different ages, different ethnicities, different backgrounds. We have different skills and passions. We have a lot of different opinions on a lot of different things. It's vital that we learn to live well with difference because we are Christian brothers and sisters, united by the good news about Jesus. Now, when Paul was in Corinth, remember God told him to keep on speaking about Jesus. And then in verse 3 of our letter, Paul says, For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. Christ died for our sins, he was buried, and he rose again. What I received, I passed on. Now, all of us have received the good news about Jesus. We received it in different ways. Some of us were brought up in Christian homes. I think some of our Farsi brothers first met Jesus in dreams. I heard about Jesus from a Christian friend as a teenager. But however we received the good news about Jesus, we need to pass it on. Our vision statement reminds us we're all called to play a part in preaching Jesus. For many of us, that will look like praying for opportunities for meaningful conversations with friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors. It might mean inviting people to church, to Alpha, or to different events. Our Christmas services and events were attended by about 4,000 people in person and more online. Now, a huge part of that was down to your invitations. In 2023, I think God might say to us, as he said to Paul in Corinth, do not be afraid, keep on speaking, do not be silent, for I am with you. Let's make sure that we can respond like Paul. What I received, I passed on. Secondly, make disciples. The Christian faith is not just something we believe in our heads. It affects our whole lives. And our passage draws attention to two different aspects of this. Firstly, Paul encourages us to take our stand on the gospel, to hold firmly to it. There's a sense here that this might involve going against the flow. You may have heard the story of Herman, who was driving down the highway when his phone rang. Now, I assume he had hands-free because he answered, and he discovered it was his wife who was warning him, Herman, I heard on the news there is a car going the wrong way down Highway 280. Please be careful. And Herman replied, there's not just one car, there's hundreds of them. Sometimes, as we try to live out the Christian life, we can feel a bit like Herman. Why are all these other people going in the other direction? Might it be easier if I just joined them? Second, Paul's own example reminds us of the transformation that is possible by God's grace. So in verse 10, he says, By the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace to me was not without effect. Now, Paul went from persecutor to apostle. Most of us don't have quite such a dramatic story, but nonetheless, the grace of God in our lives is not without effect. 
The Holy Spirit shapes us. He forms our character. He equips us. I wonder what God is doing in your life right now. At St. George's, we think it is really important to support and encourage each other to grow as disciples, whether that is standing firm in challenging situations or inviting God's grace to change us. That's why we offer prayer ministry after our Sunday services. It's why we encourage all adults to join a small group. It's why we invest in extra time, student night, youth night, and kids groups. Now, I can see Ellie May has just popped up from the youth group that is happening downstairs in the center. Ellie May, just come and tell us a little bit about how Youth Night is going at the moment. Well, uh, good morning, everyone. It's nice to be up here. I don't often see this part of the service. So a couple of weeks ago, we were reflecting a little bit and really giving testimony at what we're seeing God do in our youth group. We were reflecting on the fact that when we came out of COVID, we really needed to do some community building. So we formed something called Youth Night. We're on a Wednesday, we gather all of our young people together. They come in, they have free time, we play big games, we have a Bible session, worship, and then they split off into small groups. Now, when we started that about a year and a half ago, maybe a little bit more than that now, Um, We had about average 14 to 16 young people that were coming each week. And I remember um, if we got 17, we were like, oh my goodness, we've got 17 young people. We would break off into three small groups. And now we're reflecting on the fact that we have anywhere from 26 to 30 young people that we see every single Wednesday. We've got four small groups and we're having to split actually into maybe about five to six as we grow and we develop that space. And so just a little hint, hint here, we do need leaders and we would love people to come and join us in that space. And we're giving real celebration to that because we're not just celebrating numbers, we're celebrating the fact that God each week is transforming these young people's lives and it is such a joy to see. And in each of the small groups, I think you're doing something different because that's what the young people are asking for. Yeah, so we say that really I think the only reason why Wednesdays work well is that we meet the young people where they're at in their faith and we journey with them. And so whereas we used to have an all-together session and then split off and reflect on that, now we're having different sessions throughout the night. So the Year 11 Pluses have just read through the whole Gospel of Mark, and we're going to be journeying through the Bible together in our new series. The Year 10s are doing kind of alpha and apologetics and really wrestling with the big questions of life. And the Year 7 to 9s, and parents, you'll thank me for this, we're going through Proverbs and we're looking at wisdom. So that's a joy there as well. So it's really beautiful to see what God is doing in that place. And these young people are really being transformed by Jesus. Fantastic. Let's give Ellie May a round of applause. Now, it's, it's so encouraging to hear what is going on uh, at Youth Night because nationally, uh, under 16 attendance in Church of England churches is quite alarming, really. Between 2013 and 2019, it dropped by 24%. There are about 12,000 Church of England churches in the UK. Less than 1,000 of them would have more than 25 under-16s 
on an average Sunday? Less than a thousand of them. And how many do you think would have more than 50 under 16s on an average Sunday? Well, I've been told there's some new research that says 55 churches is the answer to that question. Now, St. George's is one of those 55 churches. Typically, on an average Sunday, we would have between 60 and 65 under 16s. And hearing those statistics has made me realize just how unusual and how precious this is. So I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who serves on our kids and youth team. You are amazing. But I also want to say thank you to everyone who helps to make children and young people welcome in our church. Chatting to them, joining in enthusiastically with action songs and all-age services, even if that's not your preferred way of worshipping. Thank you. I think God is calling us to invest in this area, perhaps helping other churches and working with schools. And so one of our priorities for 2023 is exploring generous and creative ways that we could do this. So that's make disciples. Uh, the third thing is serve the city. Verse 58, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Now, I think this is a really important word for us in 2023. As I've been preparing and praying for Vision Sunday, this is the verse that the Lord keeps whispering to me. Now, there are lots of reasons why we might not give ourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Maybe we feel too busy, we've got other priorities, or we're waiting for the right moment. Maybe we're hurt or disappointed. Something hasn't worked out as we longed for. Maybe we don't feel like we've got anything to offer. Or maybe we've been working hard for a long time and we're exhausted. It is important to rest and to have healthy rhythms. There are also different seasons in our lives and serving God faithfully can look very different at different times. But still, God says to us, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. How do we know? Well, you probably noticed that we read the beginning and the end of 1 Corinthians 15 because it's quite a long chapter. The verses in the middle explain how we know that our labor in the Lord is not in vain. And it's because of the resurrection. In the resurrection of Jesus, we catch a glimpse of how God is going to renew and restore creation. There will be radical transformation, but there will also be important elements of continuity. And that's what means our kingdom work now has eternal significance. Theologian Tom Wright puts it like this. It is a matter of the greatest encouragement to Christian workers most of whom are away from the public eye, getting on faithfully and quietly with their God-given tasks, that what they do in the Lord during the present time will last, will matter, will stand for all time. 
how God will take our prayer, our art, our love, our writing, our political action, our music, our honesty, our daily work, our pastoral care, our teaching, our whole selves, how God will take this and weave its varied strands into the glorious tapestry of his new creation, we can at present have no idea. That he will do so is part of the truth of the resurrection and perhaps one of the most comforting parts of all. Now, as Tom Wright points out, kingdom work takes many different forms. We believe that God has called us to serve our city, and I want to highlight just a few of the ways that we can do that. Prayer is one of our key priorities for 2023. Now, there are obviously lots of ways to pray, and our prayer guide is designed to help us to pray into our vision in a united way, particularly this week with a topic for each day. So do join in with that if you can. But as Richard pointed out, it's designed as a bookmark so that you can pop it into your Bible and keep praying throughout 2023. On the last Tuesday evening of each month, we have a church prayer meeting. Now, this is probably the main thing in our church life that hasn't recovered well since COVID. And I think that we need to change that. Now, of course, I understand that not everyone can make it every time. But please come if you can. This Tuesday at 7.30 is a sort of relaunch. And we're having it on site here and online. We'll worship together. We'll pray using a variety of different styles and models. It'll be fun, and it's a key way to serve our city together. Other ways of serving our city include all the wonderful work that you do on your front lines in workplaces and other settings. We serve the city through Lighthouse and our other local mission partners, the Crypt Kids Club and Leeds Faith in Schools. You can serve the city by joining a team here at St. George's. We need more volunteers in lots of areas. Kids, youth, stewarding, evangelism, welcome. In 1962, President Kennedy visited NASA. And he apparently noticed a janitor carrying a broom and asked him about his role. The janitor replied, I'm helping put a man on the moon. Now, I want to say a huge thank you to those of you who contribute to our vision behind the scenes. Washing up, checking the fire exits, moving chairs, insulating pipes, organizing rotors, making coffee, and many, many other things. We couldn't do it without you. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Fourth, send out leaders. Now, we've already mentioned that the Corinthian church was planted by Paul. He was actually sent out by the church in Antioch, which some people think functioned a bit like an early resource church. 
So Acts 13 says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, who became Paul, for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. Now, St. George's is a resource church for the Diocese of Leeds. That means that we are committed to giving away resources strategically to bless our city, including church planting. Last year, we sent a planting team of 19 people, led by Julia Wilkins, to St. Peter's Bramley with a financial gift of £50,000. We hope our next church plant will be in East Leeds in 2025, led by Hannah Jones. Alongside that, we've partnered with our wider team to plant church at Hyde Park Corner for unchurched students and Holy Trinity Borlane for city centre workers. We're also launching a school of church planting to sit alongside the worship school that we started last year. Now, the School of Church Planting will offer a variety of training courses in partnership with other organizations. We've already run the plant course a couple of times for teams like the one that Julia led to Bramley. But increasing numbers of church plants aren't actually led by clergy. They are led by everyday people from all sorts of backgrounds who want to reach a particular group with the gospel. If you were here at our last church night in, you'll have heard one of our congregation members, Chisa McIntyre, speaking about Japanese Fellowship, which is a church plant that she leads in her home. We are piloting a learning pathway to support church planters like Chisa. It's designed to be really flexible, to fit around a busy schedule, and if that is something that interests you, please chat to Richard, who is leading the service today. But of course, sending out leaders is not just about church planting. Many people, especially students and others in our 1830 congregation, are with us for a few years before work or other circumstances take them elsewhere in the country or around the world we have a huge opportunity to invest in them before sending them out to continue kingdom work wherever they go. One particular way that we do that is through our intern scheme, and you'll see on our website that applications are now open for the academic year 2023-24. So, this morning, we have been looking at what God might be saying to us as a church about our vision to preach Jesus, make disciples, serve the city, and send out leaders. I'd also love to encourage you to ask God what he might be saying to you personally. There are lots and lots of different ways to get involved. I often think of it in three big categories, pray, serve, and give. You might want to commit to continuing in a particular area. Or this might be a good moment to review or to start something new. As you know, vision costs money. And big visions, like ours, cost lots of money. Over the past few years, God has been stretching us in this area, calling us to a mission and a ministry that seems beyond our financial means. 
as we've stepped out in faith, we have seen God provide in remarkable ways. Thank you to everyone who gives financially to St. George's. We are so grateful for your faith-filled generosity. This year, we have got a funding gap of £129,000 if we're going to do everything that we believe God is calling us to do. So we'd particularly like to ask you to pray about whether and how you could contribute financially. Uh, as Rich mentioned earlier, if you're married, you will obviously need to discuss this with your partner. Uh, but if you are single, I'd really like to recommend finding a trusted friend that you can talk this sort of thing through with. And then next week on Gift Sunday, we'll have response cards to fill in with those three areas, pray, serve, and give. And there'll also be an email address for those who are watching online uh, or for anyone who needs a bit more time to think things through. So our vision here at St. George's is to preach Jesus, make disciples, serve the city, and send out leaders. Thank you for your part in that. Thank you for listening to the St. George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.